Órale. Sí, señor. Bienvenidos and welcome to the Familia FFP Podcast. I'm Jorge Georgi Martín. Primos are in the house. Uh, Ricky Torres, Hector Reyes. What's up, guys? Back in action. Ready to rock and roll. Yeah, órale, órale, órale. Gracias, everybody, for joining us. Uh, es un placer y aquí estamos a sus órdenes. Uh, make sure you're checking out our website at FamiliaFFB.com as well as our social media channels at FamiliaFFB on Twitter and Instagram and our FamiliaFFB Facebook page. So we're going to first off get into some cheese Cheese David Montgomery is going to miss two to four weeks after suffering a groin strain on Wednesday during practice uh, during a non-contract drill. He actually went down, looked like he slipped on maybe wet grass or something, and it looked it looked bad. It looked like it might be season ending. So two to four weeks actually sounds pretty good. Uh, the question is, where are you drafting him? And I'm looking at fading him because quite honestly, you're talking about groin strain two to four weeks. That to me is, I think he's missing at least the first two weeks of the season because uh, that would be the four week time frame. I always go on the higher side when I hear these type of, you know, ranges because of the fact that a lot of times it is the longer period of time that the player is out. So uh, I'm looking at other people. David Montgomery is in that range with Levian Bell, James Conner, Todd Gurley, it's, uh, that's kind of a dangerous area. That's somewhere where you want to be picking your receiver. So I don't know. Uh, speaking of running backs missing time, Joe Mixon has missed uh, several days in a row with migraines. Uh, so that is uh, concerning a little bit. I think it's five days in a row now that he's missed uh, practice. So uh, I wasn't a big fan of Mixon to begin with. I don't like his offensive line. I don't like the fact that uh, their defense is going to be bad and the rookie quarterback, I think he's got a lot uh, going against him. And to pick him on the back half of the first round, um, kind of, I, I don't know if I'm comfortable with that investment. So something to monitor uh, at some point with a lot of drafts coming up starting this weekend, it's uh, that you're going to see that his draft position, his ADP get get impacted. Um, Colts wide receiver Paris Campbell he's on the concussion protocol after suffering a car accident so uh, I mean Coach Frank Reich even said if you looked at his car you wouldn't say it was minor so uh, definitely not uh, it's a concussion it's not any other bodily injuries Uh, Paris Campbell is a guy who's being taken as a flyer later in drafts kind of that lottery ticket after an injury marred rookie season so Something to keep an eye on there. Uh, it's uh, you don't like to see any kind of injuries, especially someone who you're looking at as having having upside like uh, Campbell does. So let's keep an eye on it w- when he returns to practice. Uh, another guy who's been uh, absent from practice a few days, DeAndre Swift. Apparently he's got a leg injury, which uh, you know this is kind of an important training camp for him, being a rookie, being in competition with Kerryon Johnson. Kerryon Johnson is getting the first team reps, even though he's playing with a sleeve on his knee uh i think this muddles things uh, i still like swift more than carry on johnson uh, going into the season uh, i just don't know if i'm willing to invest uh more than like a fifth or sixth round pick in him uh especially now that he hasn't been practicing so that's something to uh to monitor as we go along with uh, practice uh, definitely everybody familia keep an eye on the practice reports the training camp the word from training camp from your local from websites and uh newspaper and all of those 
Uh, last item is uh, Eagles left tackle Andre Dillard uh, suffered a biceps injury, and he's out for the season. So that's the second offensive lineman that the Eagles have lost for the season. Uh, and so it, it's it's worrisome because their offensive line was one of the best in the league last year, and it was number it's number 10 uh, ranked by Pro Football Focus going into the season. So Jason Peters, who was the starting left tackle last year, who was coming back uh, to be a guard, uh, Jason Peters looks like he's going to be uh, returning to his old position. So maybe there is enough depth and continuity there for this uh, team to go. Um, well, that's it for Cheese Man. All right. So this is the Tesoro edition of our two-part series. Uh, oh, last time out, last time out we, we did the basura. So we, we decided to go negative first. Yeah, took out the trash. Now we're finishing on a positive note, looking for those Hoyas, the, that that hidden treasure, the gems. Yeah, uh, so uh, so we're, here we're going to players where we're where we really like their ADP, their value. So here goes Ricky uh, with a familiar face. Let me let me just start off, guys. I'm giving you gold here and. I feel like last week I saved you guys. I gave you, right earlier the week I gave you uh, the trash. And now I'm really giving you gold. So I hope you appreciate what I'm doing for you. Thanks, man. Uh, and this is gold because I, I would totally lie to you and Georgie, but I wouldn't lie to our fans, which, therefore, Austin Eckler, everybody. I know I'm a Charger fan. Boo-hoo me. But this dude is golden when he's got the ball. Yeah, he and he's yet to have it for a whole season because Melvin Gordon's a little he, – I mean, he wanted to hog it. He wanted to come back halfway through the season or however many games he missed when Eckler was doing fantastic. It's like, no, now Esther's going to be getting the rock all the time. He's going to be more of the focus because they're going to want to run, especially because they know how good Eckler is. They're going to want to run with the ball. Uh, Eckler's got – no real with Kelly and Jackson. They're not going to be, you're not worried about them stealing the ball away from Eckler, taking away passes on the side or anything. Cause Eckler can do it all. He's going to be the safety valve for Tyrod Taylor. And it's just, I don't know. He's right now. The reason he's my tesoro is because he's going in the late second round. I hate, that he's like totally in the middle, so I can't have him because I'm going to be late third round, early fourth. So it's like I am not going to be able to get him. And it is tempting to pick him up second round with my with the first pick in the second round. But the guy's easily going to get over 1,000 receiving yards this year if he's the, the lead Cavallo. Easily. He had 993 last year with 11 touchdowns. It's like, and, and he wasn't the lead Cavallo either. So when you look at these numbers, it's just juicy because he didn't have good quarterback play in Phillip Rivers either. So a lot of the games, they had to play from behind. So when you know that a team's not going to do well and play from behind, it's it, it sucks to have that running back unless you know the running back's a great pass catcher. And in this case, Eckler's a hell of a pass catcher, one of the best in the leagues, because as soon as he gets the ball, he's he's dangerous because he's huge. He's, he's like tiny huge. He's not like Sproles, who's tiny and elusive. He's, he's impact huge. He's, he makes he a can big not only be elusive, yeah, he, he can knock you out. No, you're right, heck, and, and I love that. Your my mouth is getting all wet, like I'm slobbering because I'm like, heck yeah, I want this. Guy. <laughs> but it's well, like, I think, yeah. 
who's who's backing him up? I mean, he's got good backups that are great, but he doesn't have to worry about them stealing the limelight. And it's like, I don't know. I just feel like everything's going up. The Chargers are finally getting their O-line healthy. They just picked up a new lineman uh, that they traded for from the Panthers uh, so they could have some veterans there. And it's just like everything's lining up for him. He's going the 10th pick in the second round. It's like, ooh, I wish he was falling. Uh, I wish I could get him. Yeah, I don't know. No, you're absolutely right. Everything you're saying is spot on. And it it looks like after Eckler, there's a lot of question marks because he's he's going right now, what, RB14? After him, you got Gurley, question marks about the knee. After him, you got Leonard Fournette, some question marks there that we talked about before as well. Chris Carson, and then you have Jonathan Taylor. So it, it almost seems like if you're not if you're not scooping up Eckler, you know, it, there's kind of a drop off there. Or, or or whoever picks up Eckler last, the the next it's like the next group of running backs is almost like it drops down a tier. Like it's almost like kind of like Eckler is the bottom half of like a, of like an upper tier, and then the next series of running backs that are in line are kind of like in the next tier level of running back. So yeah, he's, he's, he's and I'd rather have him than Josh Jacobs. I'd rather have him over Mixon and Chubb and Sanders and Jones. Ah, I'm pretty sure just explode. All right, George, we're going to make a bet, a beer bet. You tell me, okay, wait, let me get it going. You you tell me, I'm guessing that Rick being at, being at number 12, he's going to take Austin Eckler at 2.01. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not that. <laughs> I'm. I'm betting. You're gonna pass on him. You're gonna pass on him. I'm gonna definitely try my hardest to trade for the him. The way that you're speaking about Eckler right now, I believe you will not allow yourself to not draft him in the second round at, with the first pick. I don't. I don't see it happening. Just saying. I, I, I'm just. I, I don't. I think now that I got the word out, I don't think he's gonna fall to me anymore. Of course, he won't fall to you. He's a, he, he won't last through the second round. No way. I'm if you got to pick him up, you got to pick him up. Two point zero one. So we shall see. But I agree with everything you're saying. The guy's a beast. He, he he's ready to he's ready to move up to uh to superstar status. You know, he he ended up. You know, he got 132 carries last year, which is not what you expect from Elite Caballo. But when you look at Alvin Kamara. And I there is some comparison to be had here. I mean, it's that same one, that that same rushing receiving combination. You know, Kamara had, you know, when he broke out, he only got 120 rush attempts. Uh, in in 2018, when he had that amazing 18 touchdown year, he had 194 rush attempts. Maybe Austin Eckler doesn't need so many rush attempts because he has that high volume of, on the receiving, and he's still that Lee Caballo when it comes to the the guy who's going to be scoring touchdowns for them. So, uh, I I think he's I I think even though he's going to be going higher than he way higher than he did last year because I think he went in like the fifth or sixth round. Uh, I I think he's going to be underrated. I think he's still going to be underrated at that ADP. So I hate it that we're all agreeing. So it did. It's going to make a (laughs) show if we're all like, In PPR, he's early second round. In non-PPR, he's more uh, later second round. So it's, and we're we're non-PPR, so it's like, I wish we could trade draft picks because I would definitely trade my second rounder for a lower second rounder and a higher third. Oh, man. Look at you, man. Trying to add all these crazy rules to our draft. Luckily, Vic will not let you convince him of such 
he'll he'll knock such, it down. Such, such, such right. mockeries. <laughs> well, Hector, take us take take us to your guy, your first guy. All right, Alabama product Mark Ingram. So as you know, running backs that come out of Alabama are have been known to be beasts. Mark Ingram is no exception. Um, and of course, first thing that we know, being on the Baltimore Ravens, is that everyone's talking about, oh, Lamar Jackson is going to be running so much less this year. So what does that mean? Let, let's say for some weird reason that that actually happens. So Lamar Jackson runs less. What does that mean? Mark Ingram runs more. Yes, J.K. Dobbins is coming into the fold. But if, if Lamar Jackson does run less, all that means is that Mark Ingram runs more and the guy is a, a beast when he runs. He's currently going RB24, which is crazy. He's going before Le'Veon Bell, which is crazy. He's going before Raheem Mostert. He's going before David Johnson on a on a on a mediocre or sketchy, should I say, Houston offense. So I I, I love Mark Ingram at RB24. He's currently going around the fifth round. I would take him all day. Last year, um 1018 rushing yards, 10 touchdowns rushing five touchdowns receiving i mean he had five tds on just 26 receptions i mean obviously lamar jackson likes him they have great rapport there i I can't see any reason why he's going this late i mean he's going in the fifth round rb rb 24 mark ingram on, on a baltimore ravens offense as explosive as it is to me that's crazy so if you can scoop up mark ingram at this level you know, I, I'm getting him all day in the fifth round. All day. I don't think he's going to last that long. If I could scoop him up in the fourth round, I would, because I, I I honestly don't think he'll last till the fifth round. So, but yes, he all signs are pointing to Mark Ingram having an even larger workload than he had last year. So I, I'm I'm getting this great, guy great everywhere pick, I can. Pick. Great everywhere pick. I can. Horrible logic. Great pick. <laughs> Just because Lamar is going to run less doesn't mean they're going to do. Those weren't designed running plays to begin with. Uh, but anyway, so I I disagree with you on that. I think Lamar's still going to try to run. Uh, they might try to pass more, but I definitely think Mark Ingram's on a team that's just going to be spitting out fantasy points galore. And I'm very big on this whole. Ah, oh, the rookies aren't going to see an NFL defense till moment. So, and that's my voice. So, I think Dobbins isn't going to have that big of an effect. So, I'm very I would not pick up Ingram higher than what he's being, you know, drafted at, which is early 4th round, but I would definitely hop on him. He's the guy that you want to make sure everyone else skips on and you pick him up cuz people are because they're going to see Dobbins and they're going to say, right. "Oh, it's Dobbins." Oh, right back by committee. Oh no. Like no, Ingram's Ingram's got gas in the tank because yep, yeah. last year he led the team the whole year, but the year before that, like he's been doing, uh, like uh, he's a part timer on teams, so it's like he's got plenty of gas in the tank. I think he's going to be awesome. I think he'll catch some balls hopefully uh, more often this year and add to that. But this team's going to score points galore. He's definitely going to get uh, the ball more because, like you said, that he's. He's going to run a little bit more because Lamar's not running, not a lot more, but this team's going to be good this year. Yes. And so to, and definitely yeah, and, and grab this I, guy. Here's what I'll say. There were plenty of design runs last year. You're making, you're almost making it sound like they're, you know, the times that Lamar Jackson ran, it's because like it was a busted play or whatever. No way, man. Lamar Jackson ran tons of designed 
quarterback runs. So yeah, like I said, if if he if he if, if he's gonna you know dial that back a little bit, that will definitely mean more opportunities. My opinion, my humble opinion, for Mark Ingram. I think it's a good pick. I, I I'm the thing I look at this team. They ran the ball 596 times last year. I don't know if they re- replicate that, but let's say they dial that back to 550. That's still a lot of rushing attempts that are available. And I yeah. I, I I'm not I'm not willing to write off J.K. Dobbins, but I don't think it's going to be at the expense. Oh yeah, of not at all. I don't. I don't think. It, I think he's going to take carries away from Gus Edwards, and Dobbins is Dobbins is going to work his way into into some carries. But I I still think that that Ingram is going to be in that 900 to a th- you know a thousand plus yard range, and uh, maybe not. I don't think he gets five touchdowns receiving, but I think he's still going to be a guy who's going to he, he's still going to be a threat. They've got a phenomenal offensive line, great defense, and they've got a pretty a pretty soft schedule. Uh, so uh, other than facing Pittsburgh twice, they got so. a very soft schedule. I, I don't, I, 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 I still like him, even though I, st- and I still like JK Dobbins. I think there's just gonna be enough balls to go around. So, yep, yep. Um, speaking of balls going around, uh, the guy who he was, he was playing point guard for the Detroit Lions last year, uh, Matthew <laughs> Stafford. So he's my pick for uh, my, Good my pick. first pick. Good pick. You know, he's going as the QB 13, which to me is just mind boggling. If he yeah. I, I, and I think it's all because he got hurt. He missed a game. You know, he he got hurt first time in that he missed a game since 2010. It was a so. scary injury, though. It was a scary injury. Back injuries are not to be trifled with. Uh, so, yes, you still think about it. He's still 32. So you hope that uh, everything is fine and hope their offensive line is a little bit better. But, man, I mean, he was pushing the ball down the field. I mean, his uh, complete yards per completion rate was at 13.4 was the best in his career. His touchdown rate at 7.1 percent uh, percent was number four in the league. His yards per attempt was number two in the league at 8.6. He was averaged over 300 yards. He, you know, he if he would have played, he was on a pace to pass for five, almost just right about 5,000 5,000 yards and. You know, and you saw the difference when he when he was out. The team threw for only fourteen hundred yards as a team. You know, it was the different quarterbacks. I I look at Stafford, and it's like there's still continuity. It's the same head coach, same offensive coordinator, uh, same weapons in Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones. You got hopefully you got T.J. Hawkinson, even though we got some not so encouraging training camp reports. I I just look at him, and I I look at the numbers that that Matthew's Matt Ryan, Mateo Yellow puts out there and I and he's going several rounds earlier and I'm like why yeah, he's is going he, QB ten. Yeah. yeah, he's going QB ten in uh I'm gonna tell you in a second in uh the the seventh round. So and you got Stafford going to the ninth. So you got a two round discount for pretty much similar stats in my opinion. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. What do you guys think? I think you're right in the fact that God, people are picking up Daniel Jones before him, Carson Wentz. I don't know. I, I think I think he was a top five quarterback when he was playing. He was averaging almost if he would have finished the year, he could have averaged easily over five thousand yards, which nowadays I guess is going to be the new average. But I, I mean, I, 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 it's hard to say. Oh my goodness! But it's like there are so many great quarterbacks. 
Because other than Stafford, who's better than him? You got Matt Ryan, Josh Allen, Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers. I don't know. I I know Stafford can pass these guys as far as at the end of the year. He'll pass them in points. But it's like, I don't know. It's just that back injury kind of scares me from him. But you're right. He's treasure down there because there's garbage after that. Baker Mayfield, Jared Goff, Kirk Cousins. He's the last of the good guys. And not only that, he's got a high ceiling. So I think you're right on that. Oh, yeah. Just like you said, just the fact that they they improve the offensive line. I mean, you're gonna give it. You're gonna give him some some definite time back there in the pocket, um, and he, that's gonna help him out. You know, and he's he's got his weapons. He's got his he's got his receivers. Who's he got over there? Uh, got, he's got Galladay over there. Like you said, Hawkinson. Um, if he's healthy. And Jones. Uh, Don't forget Marvin Jones. Mar, Mar, Marvatron. You know, my guy, Marvatron. Yeah. Marvin Jones. So yeah, th- there's no reason to believe that he 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 can't outplay his current ADP. I think he will. And uh, I, I'm not I'm not too scared about the injury either. I think um, he's had plenty of time to heal up, and I think he'll be ready to go. I think he'll he. I don't have any reason to believe that he wouldn't finish top ten. All right, Rick. Ooh, Zach Moss is going to be taking more of the passing game. Good for him. I don't care. How would that go again? Uh, it's hard to do the voice. I can do it. <laughs> uh, I think that was the coach speaking too. Got it. Got but it. this team is the new. I mean, they're primed. People like the way this team looks. It's like them in Arizona. They got all the pieces. They had little glimpses last year. It's like, all right, if if the quarterback play, Josh Allen can just be a little bit more in the passing. If he can run less, like he says he wants to. Uh, and according to Hector's logic, Josh Allen minus rushing attempts equals Devin Singletary plus plus rushing attempts, which is going to be great. Devin Singletary only gave us 12 games. Had he given us 16, his 775 rushing yards could have easily made it to 1,000. Uh, one thing he doesn't do is he's not a big receiver, but that's fine. He's going to be their lead caballo, and it's he's Gonna be what Georgie loves, and that's a second-year breakout candidate. <laughs> um, I I just feel like he didn't get he was ball hogged by Gore last season, and we all know that even though Gore's old, Gore's still super efficient. Him and Adrian Peterson drink the same water or something, and they just <laughs> they guards and somehow there's they they're fantasy killers because if Adrian Peterson's on a team. He's not good enough to be on your fantasy team, but you definitely don't want any of the other running backs on that team because he's just going to suck their points away. Uh, but when it comes to Devin Singletary, now he's the lead caballo. Uh, he's big. He's CEH size. So he's he missed time last year with the hamstring pull. I'm going to put that as a fluke. I don't want to say that's soft tissue and it's going to linger. I just feel like this guy easily is going to have a great year because he's now going to get all of the gore red zone carries. And they're not going to give it to Moss because, like I said, Moss is a rookie. He's never seen an NFL defense. Why are you going to trust him? I just think the everything's the, – the NFL gods are shining on Singletary. He's got a classic last name. Uh, I, his father <laughs> is Singletary, right? No, nah, really? not, not, not Mike Singletary. That's not his dad. Oh, he needs to be related because he's. <laughs> he needs to be related. This, it can this, happen, Rick. <laughs> this team just looks like they're going to break out because they got a lot of youth. You have Stefan Diggs, who's still young. Uh, yes. You have uh, the John Brown, who's going to be running up. Josh Allen. 
who's going to be, who's also very young, who needs to grow a little bit more. Mature. A, Josh Allen's a badass. He needs to take Josh less Allen risk. Is a badass. He, he needs that, to take they're, less they're, they're risk go far. with his body. Uh, but that's why I feel like Devin Singletary has the type of team that can spread the ball, and that's just going to allow him to just pound it up. And I, I would love it if I can get him at all on my team. I would love it. Well, I look, I look at Singletary, you know, it, it, to me, it's the situation. And I, and we talked about this, uh, or, you know, I, I think even before the summer, I think the bills are trying to be like the Ravens 2.0 and they're going to run the ball a lot. They've got a quarterback who runs the ball, uh, quite a bit. So I, I think, I think, Singletary is going to get his carries and I think Moss is going to get his carries. I think Moss may vulture him on some carries at the goal line, but, uh, you know, I, I looked at, I did a little look at the stats on Singletary. He, he, in his final eight games, he had over 600 yards. So double that that's 1200 yards. And then he, he had 20 receptions. So he had, he would have 40 receptions, which is very respectful, respectable for a running back. So, uh, I, I think, you know, I think he's right at his ADP. I don't know if he's. Uh, I, I don't know if I would uh, consider him a big value, but I think I, I think some people are starting to write him off, and I'm kind of glad, Ricky, that you that you're not that you're you're holding true because I think I think I think there's going to be enough enough balls for him and for Moss and yep. for Josh Allen. See, I don't yeah. even think Moss is going to be a challenge to him, and I just look at where he's being drafted. It's like I'd rather have him over Gurley over Montgomery, even over David Johnson. And so if you can pass on those three guys and just wait and get Singletary, boom, DeSoto. Uh, Hector, you got a DeSoto out in the, the East Coast, kind of in the middle. Oh, man, my, my, my personal treasure, my man crush, Teddy Bridgewater. I'm trying to do some mathematics here, and I, I'm just not able to – make these numbers work maybe you guys can help me out for a second here <laughs> teddy bridgewater is currently going qb 24 his top wide receiver dj moore is currently wide receiver 16 and last time i checked his running back christian mccaffrey is rb number one so how I would is love it to know what math it, you're trying to get at? How is it that a, a, a guy can be QB 24 when he's supposed to be on this explosive offense with CMC who catches the ball a lot, with DJ Moore who's set to catch the ball a lot at wide receiver 16, but you have Teddy Bridgewater at QB 24. I don't understand it. I don't get it. Vegas has uh, the Panthers at five and a half games won this season over under. I don't get any of this math. None of this math makes any sense to me, but I'm glad because that means that Teddy Bridgewater will be available to me as I pick him late in the draft when everyone else is going to pass on him because I'm going to pick him up. He won five games in a row for the Saints last year when Drew Brees went down. You know, talking about familiarity, his offensive coordinator, Joe Brady, he worked with him in New Orleans. Yes, there's talk of the Panthers having a bad defense. However, they went defense heavy. Their I think their 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 first six or seven draft picks or however many rounds were in the NFL draft. They went all defense. They drafted defense, 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 top to bottom. So they stacked their defense with their draft. Uh, they added they added Robbie Anderson, who, who who I was in love with with the Jets. I had him on my squad. That guy is a burner. That guy will put up points all day. So he's got great weapons. Teddy Bridgewater does. I'm just not seeing it. I'm not understanding. 
how this guy is going so late. You know, some he's going undrafted in, in some drafts. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Like I said, everybody out there, keep an eye on Teddy Bridgewater. You can pick him up late at a great value because most of the guys in your drafts are not going to pay him any attention. Make sure you scoop him up as your second QB at least. Uh, and and watch what happens because at least at some point of the season, he's going to start making a lot of noise and he may end up being your starter down the stretch. I'm telling you, believe well, think, me. I'm a I little jealous I, that you actually have some good advice, heck. <laughs> Thank you, man. Appreciate that. Well, I must have listened to you preemptively because last week in the Estadio Fantasy Bowl, I I picked him. I picked Stafford, and Boom. then I picked Teddy See, you B. You read my brain. You read my brain away. Teddy man, B was my way. number two guy. So there you go. There you go. Gracias, gracias, primo. <laughs> well, I'm gonna get. Uh, I I got the next guy, and uh, you know, in the last episode, I talked about in the Basura episode, I talked about Amari Cooper as one of my three picks. While I'm picking his teammate as a tesoro, Michael Gallup, who's going yep. as the wide receiver 29. Uh, uh, the wide receiver 29 and in the sixth round, whereas Cooper is going in the third round. Is, is it? Uh, yeah, he's going at, at the early third round and Gallup is going late sixth round. I, I look at that. And I'm like, you know, say, I mean, he he played 14 games, so he played two fewer games than than Cooper. And he had 1,107 receiving yards when Cooper was at uh, just pushing 1,200. So you got to figure in two more games, Gallup is going to is going to catch that. I, I look at him; he's definitely a different type of receiver, more of a slot receiver, and maybe not going to catch as many touchdowns. But I mean, I, I look at I, I look at this guy. I mean, he's got so many pluses for him. He's just a yardage machine. He was, you know, number seven in the league in yards per reception. He had 79.1 yards per game, which was number six in the league, tied with Mike Evans. That dude's a beast. That says a lot. That says a lot right there. So, so they talk about him being. So he's just an under target monster and I, I look at the fact that you know people are saying well you know cd lamb's going to take uh, receptions away from uh from i don't think so i don't think so when randall cobb left he left behind 83 receptions jason witten same number of receptions there were 190 receptions total between cobb witten and tavon austin who all are no longer on the cowboys and weren't really replaced i other than with cd lamb i i think Gallup is still going to be a guy who's going to get uh, well over 100 100 somewhere between 100 and 120 targets and he's going to be going to get a thousand yard well over a thousand yards and he's going to he's to me, he's going to be kind of like that underrated guy like Robert Woods is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't disagree with you. I, 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 wide receiver 29. Yeah, and, and I think I think what you're, what you're kind of getting at is that at the end of the season, Gallup and uh, Amari Cooper are probably going to end up pretty similar as far as as far as output, as far as production goes. So you're you're looking at Michael Gallup getting drafted three rounds later than Amari Cooper. So. If you miss out on on Cooper, or you know, if you want to, if you want a you know piece of you know the cowboy real estate, and you and you don't want to you know waste it, as 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 it were on Amari Cooper, you can still get a great value with Gallup later on. He's currently going like like I said, wide receiver twenty nine in the sixth round. Let me just tell you, Georgie, I'm really happy that I'm drinking this uh, double IPA with Citra hops because your pick. Just left a bad taste in my mouth. <laughs> uh, that's the beer, man. That's your that's your beer. That Gallup, you had. Gallup. I mean, 
I don't know. I, I mean, no te gusta? You, you literally complain about Cooper having on and off games. I feel like Gallup, he's got to be your like third wide receiver. If uh, I wouldn't, even, I wouldn't even want Gallup round. as my flex. In the like on round, my in the team, round, I wouldn't mind him being my flex. I would because I just feel like he's gonna hit or miss every now and then. He's either gonna get two points. Well, every or receiver, every receiver does that. I mean, Dak Prescott. I'd rather was have Q- scary. Uh, he was QB three. Dak Prescott was QB three. Let me so, look again at, at in the sixth round. Wide receiver twenty nine. That is a treasure. Not saying that he's a bad guy or that my, or that Amari Cooper's a bad guy. This yeah, from well, a value standpoint. And scary Terry twenty six and twenty seven. I would way rather – I'm trying to see where on this you see that he's even 29 because I got him as – well, I have him 32. But it's like I'd rather have Will Fuller than than Gallup. I'd rather have Tyler Boyd than Gallup. I'd rather have Marvin Jones than Gallup, Emmanuel Sanders than Gallup, Deontay Johnson. And these are all people way lower than him. Oh, in, I don't in, know. I, I don't know about – you'll know say about the, some of those guys. Tyler yeah, Boyd, Deontay I can hurt? Deontay's Tyler hurt. Boyd with with Joe Burrow, Tyler Boyd. I don't know. Yeah, don't know. Tyler. Yeah, I would because Tyler Boyd was a monster at points last year with garbage. Yeah, but he had a diff, he had a different quarterback though. Ah, no, I still. And then when you look at uh, where are we? Like Gallup. Yeah, I'd still Will Fuller. I'd rather have. You I do like Will Fuller. Fuller. I do like Will Fuller this year. I don't know if I like him more than Gallup. Uh, I, like, I, like, I like I like Michael Will Gallup. Fuller's. Look. Like I said, you can't sneeze at the fact that Dak Prescott was QB3 overall last year. So someone was going to catch those balls. <laughs> and at, at that, at, It's just going to be inconsistent, and that is, that's a loser's name. That's not, that's not a winner's name. So. I don't know, man. I, I, I like it. I, I, at, at the sixth round, that's a good You round. love those, those home run picks because when they hit, they hit. But, I mean, I know when they're going to hit. This ain't Everyone hit. loves home run picks. <laughs> I, you like the firecrackers, the ones that are a little dangerous. I don't like go. dangerous. I don't like dangerous. Dangerous, my middle well, name. Tell, tell us about tell us about the dangerous guy you got uh, as your next pick, Rick. Well, and the only reason I, I, I didn't like him when we first started this podcast, but Georgie, you kept talking all about Marquise Hollywood Brown, <laughs> like, and he he was he was super hot last year. He uh, played 14 games, got 584 receptions, but seven touchdowns. That's what really, really hit me. Um, I think he's definitely easily going to leap into the top 15, if not top 10 conversation. And after everything we talked about, I made sure to draft him in my draft last week. So I'm excited because he's my flex. And I'd way rather have this dude in my flex than Gallup. I feel like you're on a losing team if you have Gallup in your flex. Uh, but anyway, so he played 50% of his snaps last year as he's recovering from Liz Frank fracture, which I believe is also what uh, Cam Newton had, which took him out for the whole year. So he had a tough injury to get off of. It's going to reduce your speed, but this guy still kicked ass. So 584 yards, I think he's easily going to get over a grand this year, easily past that 1,000 yard. Uh, he's got the playmaking ability. He's fast. I'm, have you guys seen how fast this guy is? Just oh, all he's got to do is make it behind them. He can make those 70, 80 yard touchdowns. There is no number two wide receiver. The only number two wide receiver is probably going to be Mark Andrews. 
Uh, Willie Sneed, I believe Willie Sneed still plays on that team. He's not a threat, so it's all Hollywood. And Lamar, hopefully they can have him pass more than run. But it's nothing but golden. Like I said earlier with Mark Ingram, this team's golden. They're going to score points. So you want some of this real estate, like Hector says. Buy that real estate. And, uh, yeah, I just feel like and, – and something that I totally think was hot. He gained weight, and he got his man body this year. So <laughs> forgive me, but that makes me go goo-goo-gaga because that spells fantasy championship on it if you can get him. Because he's going – where is he going? Like way, way late. Well, he's going Sixth one round, pick, one pick ahead of Gallup. Yeah, and Gallup sucks. So I <laughs> So yeah, just knowing that he's hanging around that dirty crew, it's like, nah, this guy's gonna be a top guy. Um, oh my god, and the fact that he can be your flex on a team, all three of us are gonna be racing for this guy. I, I think so. I agree. I think Hollywood is, uh, I, I mean, obviously I've been hyping him up a lot this summer. I really like the. It just looks like sometimes he's running at a different gear than the, re, than the rest of the guys. And he's, uh, you, you look at him, I mean, you, you, you know, he only played 50% of his snaps. You get that, that up to 75, 80% as the number, as the number one receiver. I think you're looking at the possibility of, you don't want to put this on there, but this could be kind of like a combo The him and Andrews could be a combo similar to Kelsey and Ter- Tyree kill. Yeah. So I, I, I don't say, I don't necessarily say it's going to be that very way right similar, off the bat, very similar. but it could be very similar. And that, that's a scary combination. It is, uh, they, you know, they, he he doesn't have, you know, like 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 you're saying, it's, it's them too and nobody else. There's no other competition as far as wide receivers on the Ravens' offense to to really speak about. So yeah, that that those two guys are gonna make a lot of noise. And yeah, wide receiver 28 to me is just bananas. That and that's a good pick, Rick. I, I can't understand how Hollywood Brown's going that that late on such an explosive offense. Like, Thanks. I, mean, I, they're, they're, I think I, th- I think you've been making good picks too today, Heck. I think. Uh, thank you, George, man. George is a little off, but I'm actually excited to see him make <laughs> horrible treasure picks. <laughs> yeah, man. Because one man's tesoro well, is another man's basura. Yeah, exactly. Go. Exactly. We'll see how my basura works this year, uh, Hector. <laughs> Hector, you got one. You got one that uh, I think Ricky's gonna have mixed feelings about. Yes, Melvin Gordon, former Charger, former man crush for Rick. Many, many, many a time that I've had Melvin Gordon on my squad. I did give, I did gift. That's the only time I've had him. I I know, I know. And you, yes, but I've had him several times. And every time that I've ever had Melvin Gordon, Rick has propositioned me with a ridiculous trade. Make it sound dirty. (laughs) You You did proposition me with a ridiculous (laughs) trade request, which I promptly nixed um but yeah melvin gordon currently rb19 he's going in the fourth round um you know there's a reason that john elway scooped him up um for his team and that's not that's not you know beat around the bush it was so that melvin gordon can be his bell cow you know yes philip Lindsay has been there and royce freeman's been there and you know there's a lot of talk oh you know there's gonna be a committee and you know how how are they going to split things up and it's just going to be it's going to be bad no in my opinion melvin gordon is the man melvin gordon's been the man he puts up monster points he's been doing that for years with the chargers that's not going to change now uh, with the denver broncos he's going to go in there he's going to be the man he's going to do great things he's going to put up a lot of points um and lindsey will be there to you know to give him a breather i think to you know to spell him a little bit 
But there's there's no reason you have you have a guy like Melvin Gordon with the talent of Melvin Gordon. I mean, was it last year? Yes, he held out, but he was what first round, second round last year. You know, he was the year like before I think. Was it was the year before? He was Melvin Gordon. No, it was last year. Last it year, was last he year. held out. Yeah, he, he last held year he held out, but I don't think he was drafted that high last year. But he right. was he was project wasn't he projected still? Well, he he obviously wasn't drafted high last year because of the holdout. But I think before the holdout, he was still projected to be you know first round, second round because he's Melvin Gordon, and he he all of a sudden hasn't become someone else. He he just he he's a great pass catcher. He's gonna he's gonna continue to do that. He's gonna, he's gonna continue to score touchdowns. He's he's unique, you know. And the fact that he's going to RB nineteen, he's going ahead of. David Johnson, he's going ahead of, or, or after rather, after David Johnson, after Jonathan Taylor, after Leonard Fournette. I mean, yeah, I, I'm picking Melvin Gordon, or I'm waiting on Melvin Gordon. Uh, there's there's no reason why I should see him going after any of those guys. I, I'm picking him I'm up gonna quick give as I can. Him. I'm going to give you him because I like Fournette better. Okay. However, I, I think I think it was a great pick. Melvin Gordon, I think a lot of people are skipping on him. Because yeah. he's there, I think, you know what, he might have some issues with the uh, change in altitude. But they definitely want him to be the lead caballo. It yep. sucks for Philip Lindsay because I love Philip Lindsay. Georgie, I know you do too. The dude, the kid yeah. is just amazing. Like when I, I had him on my team last year and to just watch him play, when he gets into a rhythm, he's on fire. Yep. Uh, which sucks because I feel like now he won't get into it. But I feel like Melvin Gordon is more of a Philip Lindsay type player. So they'll be able to flow with each other better. And I think this just spells good news for Drew Locke because I feel like Drew Locke isn't going to have to put so much weight on his shoulders. Uh, the Broncos, I think, need to get back to having a good running game because back in the, uh, oh, my God, the T- Terrell Davis days, like that's when they were winning games. That's when they were making a, you know, a lot of news back in the day. So I love that Melvin Gordon's there. I love that they got Philip Lindsay to help him back. It's like this team's going to be incredibly fast with these two. Yep. Uh, are they fantasy viable? Uh, I don't know. I, I think Melvin Gordon's so good as far as catching the ball that he's definitely, if you can get him your RB2, oh, you're set. Exactly. Exactly. I, th- I think it's going to be an interesting you know, carry split between those two guys. I mean, there were over 404. There were a total of 409 carries for the the Broncos last year. And I think over 200 of those, it, they're going to replicate that. And I think over 200 of those are going to go to Gordon. And that, uh, if that happens and he gets, you know, 50 to 60 targets, I think that's uh, that's a good combination for him. And I, and, and I think they want to be kind of like I think Vic Fangio being a defensive coordinator, those guys usually want to have to have a good solid running game as uh, kind of the foundation. So that's why I look at Gordon as being a guy that that uh, is 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 going to be good. I, I will say one thing, one guy that's going behind him. Levian Bell is just interesting for me in a PPR. I'd rather have Bell. I'd rather have Bell. Just see, because of the PPR, because he, I mean, in a bad year, Levian Bell got 66 receptions last year. So uh, that's that just gets me thinking on that. But uh, mm-hmm. speaking of getting receptions, uh, we're closing up, closing up shop. Uh, I got, I'm, I'm throwing out there a guy that I threw that I've uh, put my. Uh, Reputation on the line saying that Josh Jacobs is going to be a top five uh, running back this year. 
You're oh, going to no reputation. And no reputation. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're only we're only uh, coming up on four months in this uh, podcast. But uh, uh, Josh Jacobs going as RB11 right now in the second round and the seventh. And I, I would not be surprised. Uh, you know, I've got a draft on Monday, which uh, is a 14-team PPR league where I've got the number 10 pick. And, I, and I'm looking at Jacobs seriously as a guy that if, so, if certain guys are gone, maybe a Derrick Henry and a – Clyde Edwards Elaide. Uh, I'm going to look at Josh Jacobs as, as a guy. I mean, he had 1,150 yards last year in 13 games, uh, which averages out to 1,415 in a full season. He played six his, his final half of the his games with a fracture in his shoulder. So he got the, you know, from week seven on, he 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 had that shoulder fracture, and I just, uh, you know, to me that's amazing. You know, people talk, people have been hammering on him for not catching a lot of balls but you know he had the the catch ability when he was at uh, Alabama and you know there's been talk about him working out with Julio Jones uh you know both Alabama products so I I just I I gotta think that that he's gonna work on uh that that he's gonna get more balls he's already talked about the fact that he wants to catch at 60 balls this year so you know I I don't I, I know not to trust the players when they say that but to me, I, I could very much <laughs> see his uh, his receptions doubling. And if his receptions double to 40, uh, all of a sudden, I, I think you're looking at a guy who could be coming up around 1,500 yards uh, rushing and then add in another three to 300 to 400 yards receiving. And that's a special season. He's such a, he's such a wonderful player. He's got a great offensive line. I mean, just, and they added in those speed guys with Brian Edwards and Henry Ruggs uh, in the draft. So I don't think he's going to be seeing eight men in a box. So I I'm, I'm fired up about this guy. I think he's, uh, I I'm getting, I'm getting real excited. God, hold on. I need I need a, I need to sip my beer because once again my tongue tastes nasty from that taste you <laughs> uh, just. Uh, 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 hey, I, I I'll, I'll go ahead and say it. I'm high look, on the Raider offense this year, so I have no problem with that. You're blind too. <laughs> Anyways, so Josh Jacobs is going to be someone's RB one, which is horrible. The dude has a bad shoulder injury. He had a shoulder fracture fracture that hampered him week seven until he was finally shut down week 13, which it tells me... played through it. It played through it. That's I not what you it. want in a player, because what's going to happen is he's going to overwork himself, play on a bad leg, and the week later he's going to be even more hurt and ruin the season. But he's got a young head on him, whatever, and his shoulder's going to hurt. It's going to hurt slowly, and it's, sh- and it's just going to make him not want to take that hit a little bit more. Uh, he's going to try to be fancier and spin out rather than put the pressure on and actually ram through a guy. So it's just like, I, I don't like it. Uh, he's already losing Tyrell Williams. Yeah, the dude's still going to play, but no, that guy's out. Um, God, I just feel like I, I, I like him, but not as my number one running back. I think he's going early. I'd rather have Le'Veon Bell than Josh Jacob. That's saying a lot. But it's wow, just like, that's, I, feel, that's a big I just drop. feel like he's going to break down. There's no reason I think he's going to finish this next season. Um, I think last year, like, not that it was a fluke, but it was a good year. And I just think that last year is exactly what he's going to do for you every year. But don't expect more. I think when he says that he's hoping to catch 60 passes, he meant in practice. He didn't mean in a game. <laughs> well, I'm glad so, we already have a beer bet on this one because I well, think we're. What's the beer bet? 
whether he get whether he gets top five. We we made this beer bet about a month ago. Ah, you thought he'd be in the top five? It's yeah, we actually made it on June uh, in the June twenty five episode. So that I was two top ten two months ago. That's like a free beer. Anyway, <laughs> so and even even Gruden says, oh. Uh, Josh Jacobs shared carries at, at Alabama, so he should be more fresher than other backs you know, at this point of his career. There's going to be a veteran linebacker out there that's not going to care how fresh Josh Jacobs is. He's going to crack him hard, and Jacobs is going to say, ow, just like the other players who aren't as fresh. So I feel like a lot of hype, and the Raiders do that. They hype up a lot. Their stadium's so much hype, but I'm not gonna lie, I drove past it twice this past week. It's ugly. So it looks like it looks like a really nice like HP office. like laser printer, like a like yeah. a really yeah. nice laser yeah, like printer. Really nice printer. Like it's like exactly. a like like the nicest laser printer you've ever seen. That's what the Raiders Stadium looks like. Exactly. And like a really like. like a really nice one though. Like well, yeah. it's just uh, well, <laughs> I, I, you know, uh, our our good friend Vinny Bonsignor said uh, he's been on the inside, and he says uh, from the inside it's pretty spectacular. From the I'm outside, sure it looks like yeah. not it's the Death Star. How, how crappy! Yeah, it looks like a laser printer. Yeah, it's like, the Death Star. It, it's the Death Star from Star Wars. Car when you were 18 years old, it was probably the best car you've ever seen, <laughs> even though it was crappy because you were in it. It was yours. You owned it. So I don't listen to anyone inside the Raiders organization, just like I don't listen to any Dallas Cowboy fan talk about how <laughs> great well, the Cowboys. Don't forget, he's not inside the Raiders organization. He works for the newspaper. He does not work for the Raiders. So let's re- let's remember that. <laughs> from in there. But Rick's, yeah. Rick's just being passionate right now. I'm, I, I can just, I can, love I can like hear the sparks coming out of Rick's mouth right now. I'm sweating it right now. <laughs> oh, like my pers- goodness. He's like perspiring right now. It's awesome. Well, I mean, almost like I, he's Georgie having – spot on picks but it's like but you know what I, I hope he picks up these guys he mentioned i hope he does <laughs> i well i hope i do get i hope i do get josh jacobs at the end of the second round so that'll be i'll be very happy to get that one him and gal i hope you get god i hope you get him <laughs> well everybody bueno es todo for our show uh, thanks again to anchor.fm for being our hosting network and for making sure our independent podcast gets out to the familia all you guys Please subscribe and leave us a review at Apple, Google, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, remember, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Familia FFB, as well as our Familia FFB Facebook page. Gracias y otra vez, todos somos familia. Y póngate la máscara. Dios amigos. Salud. Michael Gallup, really? Uh, I don't like that pick. <laughs>